Welcome back to Geekin' Out Over Star Wars, the show where we do just that. We geek out of geek out over Star Wars. I'm already messing things up, but that's okay. That's how today's gonna go. Today's a little bit of everything. And why? Why? Because it is Star Wars Day. I am joined by my co-pilot as always, Shamari. May the fourth be with you, my friend. May the fourth be with you as well, even though our listeners are probably listening to this after yeah we are recording it ridiculously late in the day yeah that in a couple hours it is the fifth it's Cinco de mayo in a couple hours you know revenge of the fifth whatever the you know ah revenge of the fifth that's right god i forgot (laughs) that's what we called it um you know whatever other day i think there's one for like six and seven but i don't um, Would it be Return of the Sixth? I don't know. Yeah, like Return of the Sixth. Yeah, there you go. Return of the um, Sixth, Revenge of the Fifth, Return of the Sixth. Yeah, and we That's have to do was, seven, eight, nine too. We have the to six was originally supposed to be Revenge of the Jedi, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah, and then George thought it. You know, Jedi are nicer, so yeah. Revenge sounds darker. Let's not do that. Which I guess <laughs> right. it holds up. Um, we yeah, have there's so much. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but really, we have so much to catch up on uh in this in in our galaxy far far away we have uh carrie i want to start with this at the top carrie fisher finally got her walk of fame her hollywood walk of fame on may 4th very apt very apropos but uh definitely long overdue um but her her daughter billy lord and mark hamill were there too um for that ceremony uh we have Cataclysm. Both of I, both of us finished Cataclysm just in time for Path of Vengeance, um, which just which which released this past Tuesday. Unless you're an audiobook listener, I'm so sorry, my friend. Yeah. So oh man. June. I have to wait in the whole extra month. <laughs> we'll get uh, into that when we're talking High Republic. Uh, High Republic. It's speaking of High Republic, we got Jedi Survivor, and yes, I make that segue on purpose because. No real spoilers, but if you are excited about High Republic, you should just be very excited about Jedi Survivor. Um, I came out of nowhere for the both of us. Uh, how, just how 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 really nicely it's set against the backdrop of that era, and how Lucasfilm really is pushing the High Republic into all their mediums, um, which is you know for you and I that's exciting because this is one of the best eras in Star Wars. Um, what else do we have? We had the conclusion of the Mandalorian a couple weeks ago, which we never really got the chance to talk about. Today, Star Wars Visions Volume Two dropped. Uh, so I know you've watched a couple, correct? Yep. Yes, I have. So he's uh, Shamari's watched four. I was four. You said four. Okay. I've got have not gotten to either. Um, but definitely want to get your thoughts on those. And if I've forgotten anything, you just remind me. Um. Uh, but, but I will, I guess, I guess. And you saw Return of the Jedi. Ah, yeah, I don't, you know, we just, how in the world? So this is what happens. Everything's jumbled and sometimes I have notes. Sometimes I don't. And you would think on a day like today where we have so much to talk about, I would have some notes. Huh? Jokes on you and on me, but jokes on you because I don't, I don't have any notes. I'm just winging this today. And that's, that's okay. It's just Star Wars day. I'm excited to talk Star Wars like I am every week, but I'm going to keep it going. A freestyle. I did see, you are correct, Return of the Jedi this past weekend. Return to theaters for uh, the 40th anniversary? Yes. Oh. 
And I guess we'll start there because how what better way to Star Wars to celebrate May the Fourth than to have been able to see Star Wars in the theaters again? And I, it's I. So the original I grew up the time of the prequel trilogy. You and I that that was our trilogy. That's those are the ones that were playing in the theaters when we grew up. That's what we went to see. And you know if if anyone has ever gone back and listened to our episodes, our journey through Star Wars, we talked about those experiences. But of course. We were shown the original trilogy through VHS and DVDs, right? Which is a special memory in itself, but we didn't get the chance to see it in theaters. And that's a kind of magical moment, especially one with something that's so formative in our lives. But then also because we just haven't had Star Wars on the big screen in four years. And they didn't properly get to celebrate the Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary in theaters because it was COVID in 2020. So this is Star Wars return to theaters for the first time in four years on top of being, you know, a seminal and quite a lot of people's favorite movie uh, in the Star Wars saga that it was pretty magical in a pretty packed theater. I have to say, I believe the movie brought in like four million something dollars. Across the U.S., which is insane, for you know a re-release of a movie that's forty years old. Yeah, that's insane. Which should give them, um, I think, reason to put back all the Star Wars movies when it's their anniversary. Um, pretty packed auditorium, people cheering and clapping. Just, just that was again the kind of excitement that we got when we were watching The Force Awakens, and the kind of excitement I remember as a child. Um, at Revenge of the Sith, you know, that I, I really, it's hard to put into words, but I'm so, so glad I jumped on the chance to see it. And that theater near me was playing it. I mean, it's one of the giant AMCs, so it would be, but really, really happy I saw that. You didn't get a chance to, uh, to hit up your theater? No, I didn't. And I, and I, um, Fake fan. Already I'm, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do regret it though. I, I, um, hopefully there's another one for the 50th, I, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose uh, oh, we're years. looking over 10 years. God, who knows where we're going to be in 10 years. Hopefully still doing this show, really. but still 10 years. Damn. I, I can't even think that far ahead, but that's, that's okay. In what, in, we should be getting a, you know, what's, what's coming up in three years, revenge, of, uh, two years, revenge of the Sith should be getting its uh, 20th anniversary. They got to put it back in theaters, uh. right? For that, right? Uh, I, I hope so. I would, that be that would be a serious because Revenge of the Sith. I remember going to see Attack of the Clones. I don't remember Phantom Menace as much, but I I clearly remember going to see Revenge, yeah, of, the Revenge of the Sith. That that was a whole event. It was a whole event, and ten year old me was boggled out of his mind. He thought it was the most amazing thing. So to see that again at you know thirty, oh man, that's that's yeah. something something to treasure for sure. Something treasure. So I'm really happy. I wish you had been able to see it. Um, but, you know, it's okay. It'll always come around again in another 10 years. That's fine. 10 years. That's all you gotta wait. <laughs> Only 10 years. Oh. Only 10 years. Only 10 years. Um, Alright, so. Saw Return of the Jedi. Now, let's let's move. Let's go in, I guess, order of things that were uh, finished, let's say. Um, we Mandalorian Season 3 came to an end, not last week, but the week before. Uh, we did not get a chance to do an episode on it here. Um, schedules just didn't align. But 
there's no way we weren't gonna not talk about it. Uh, it. So I'm very mixed. I'm very mixed on this season. Um, mm-hmm. and I would say I'm actually closer to pretty down on the season. Um, but I, I, I'll save my thoughts because I've been talking. Your thoughts on, I guess, the finale, and then tie it into your thoughts on the the show, the season as a whole. Um. Yeah. I, so the finale, I actually enjoyed quite a lot. Um, but it, it's it unfortunately it was one of those situations where the finale. Um, doesn't make an entire season of something. So, yeah, it it was. Uh, it was just. A, I feel like this season was just a bit too much. Um, too much fluff and not enough moving of the story forward. And by the finale, I saw where they were trying to go. Um, in terms of just bringing the Mandalorians back to Mandalore, revealing what happened to Mandalore, and then um, revealing Moff Gideon was on Mandalore, and kind of concluding, so to speak, with air quotes, the Moff Gideon storyline. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, full spoilers, you know, obviously I just spoiled everything, but mm-hmm. um, but I see what they were trying to do. And um, it was just, I feel like if they had maybe teased that Gideon or just had, I don't know, Gideon involved in the season earlier, that would have helped with the season, helped move things along and maybe less of the, um, I guess, just filler, for lack of a better word, type stuff. Um, the season would have been better. Um, and also just something to hint towards some kind of longer term plan from for for yeah. Mando and Grogu. Yeah. Um because there's no direction still. Um even after uh the end of this season. It's very open ended, you know, to the point where I'd be willing to put a good amount of money down that they don't know what they want to do yet. Um or that they have multiple different ideas that are still kind of floating around, but but there's no real, like they they don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what multiple it feels like. Ideas. Yeah, you know, it it feels like they want to keep their options, especially with how it, this ended. It seems like they want to keep their options open. Like, okay, Mando and Grogu are out there. Just it's a blank slate. We don't know where they end up, what where they're going, what their plans are, if they have any plans, or if they just fade away and. And and that's it. So, yeah, that's how I felt about it. I enjoyed the episode, um, the season as a whole. I, I I'm with you. I, I had more. I had very mixed feelings about it. Um, but I did. I just think the story. We need to know where what is going on with Grogu. What do they want to do with Grogu? In our last show, I introduced. I I maybe there's something with the Ray movie possibly, but. I think we need to find out because it's right now it's just looking like he's just going to be the cute baby for the next five, ten years. And I don't know how I feel about that. I I think that the whole show has a lack of direction in a lot of different areas. And you're correct in that it seems like they're trying to leave themselves open for di- with different options. I think that 
Um, the season started out well enough. I thought the first episode was fine. I didn't find it particularly eventful, but a good way to get caught up on everything. All good. Second episode I thought was good. Wrapped up exactly what you needed to in terms of Manda's story falling over from season two and the Book of Boba Fett, his redemption arc. And they handled it within one episode. Okay. So they've got that. Where are we going next? And then the next five, I would say next four episodes before the last two, uh, the, the next four episodes were very meandering. We didn't know where they were going to go. They're trying to assemble Bo-Katan, the other forces, the disparate factions, all of these things, getting IG-11 working again, and IG-11, which is, what's the, uh, is it IG-11? Which is the one that they were trying yeah, to work Yeah, IG-11. Yeah. And all of these different parts and pieces that we didn't know how it fit together. Then they started bringing together, in the last two episodes, you could see what they were trying to do um, with the Shadow Council, which I really appreciated. That, that, felt, that felt good. That felt like them yeah. tying in everything together, seeing, um, seeing Brendel Hux, um, General yeah. Hux's from, father, from, which we know from the Aftermath novels, but not everybody else does, but played by... Um, Brennan Gleason, uh, Gleason's from Donald Gleason's uh, brother, which was cool. He's also in um, Phasma as well. Which yes, yes, correct. Yes, how we died. The Lilas Dawson um, yeah. novel, uh, and then other factions and everything. Another person who name drops Thrawn is saying that that's all who they have to wait for. So another little. I was hoping for more when it came to Thrawn, you know, in terms of yeah. setting up for Ahsoka, but they didn't. But we know that he's out there. For sure, and that they know he's out there, also. Um, and then it, we get the whole plot that Gideon's on Mandalore, and he's built the new armor for his, the troopers, and it's made out of Beskar, and he's going to use Mandalore, and all of this. And it kind of came to a head where really all it seems that they wanted to do is just get Mandalorians back on Mandalore, like that was the whole crux of it. They the and it feels like they just threw away the clone idea. I think they were trying to. I feel like they're trying to show the clone idea in terms of oh, we need to show cloning because it's something that really plays a part in later on. Like Palpatine's trying to get the cloning in, right? It, it plays a part. It's important in the Bad Patch. The same thing. The cloning. It's important. Why is it important? Because you know they have to find a justification for why there were so many different versions of Snoke. And why he has a, you know, why he has some progeny and all of that stuff. So it feels like they're just checking off boxes. And then all the clones, all of Gideon's clones that Mando finds, he just blows up. And that's the end of that. Like there was no, there was nothing with it. There was, there was nothing with it. And it felt like they are just throwing away that for the sake of needing to get through it. And then by the end, he becomes a freelance worker and Grogu is his apprentice, but that's it. That was it. There was no hint at what could come. There was no hint at where they'll go or what's coming next. Maybe not Not even in terms of like leading into Ahsoka so that we could know that there's some kind of connective tissue. Um, I don't know. I honestly, if I had to rate the whole thing, the season gets like a six for me, um, which is... It, it, yeah. it's enjoyable at times for sure i think there are some highlights the episode i know it gets so much flack the lizzo and jack black episode i actually yeah. liked it um i liked it not in the context of the season right 
I didn't no, like right. it in terms of, all right, well, why are we doing this when we have so many other things we're trying to set up and do? In terms of itself, it's, again, directed brilliantly by Bryce Dallas Howard, who continues to make my favorite episodes of each of these seasons. Um, and it, it's fun. It's got cool choreography in it and fight choreography. It's got Christopher, it's got Christopher Lloyd in it. Uh, so it, it's as an episode, it's just a ton of fun, and I really enjoyed it. But again, in the grand concept and context of the whole season, it's not it's not great. It's misplaced. Um, so again, I'd give it a six. What would you give it? Um, boy, I would give this. Uh, I mean, I'd probably go six point five. Um, Are you going higher than me for once? Yeah, yeah, I'm going a little higher. Yeah. You literally never go higher than me. Yeah, I'm usually the the negative one, the one that you uh, are the negative Nelly, <laughs> criticizing. Uh, I'm taking uh, on the. I'm going to be the villain today. I'm the <laughs> Sith. <laughs> You're on Revenge of the Sith already. I am. I'm ready for tomorrow. Um. Yeah. No, I'm giving it a six point five. It had moments that I can't quite go to seven because it just. You know, still just the lack of direction and and just the seeming lack of of uh, just wanting to tell a complete story. I guess I, you know, it yeah, it just it it this season was lacking that. So I yeah. I would give it a I give it a six point five. I did enjoy some moments, but even just one thing that I, even just to kind of point to just the lack of direction that I think is just very clear. Is and I was talking with my brother Kendall, who I do, of course, I do my other Star Wars show, Imperial Broadcast, with. And we were talking about, and he pointed this out to me, so I, I do want to give him a shout out. We were talking about the moment when um, Ama, Ama Best uh, shows up as Keller and Beck that he rescued Groku. We were, just, we were just talking about it, and he mentioned, he said, and I agree, there was no way that that was planned from when Grogu was first introduced and it was like, oh, it was the mystery of how did he survive and he survived the purge. How did he survive the purge? They didn't know how he survived the purge. And they certainly no. didn't say that Keller and Beck saved him from the purge. No. Um, so that was just a, a, a an ad lib or audible or they just decided that Keller and Beck would be the one to do it. But it's just one of those things that just shows... There's a lot of just just moving pieces, just moving all over the place. There's no, we don't know what they want to do, and I don't. It looks like they don't know what they want to do. And um, in certain other shows and stuff, that's fine. Like you know, just shows on TV where you know you don't know where, what's going to happen next season. Maybe they don't. That's fine. But in something like this, where it's Star Wars, you know, like we want Star Wars to be well crafted, well told, and to have at least the backbone, at least the spine of a plan, right? Just a kind of just the, the, the skeletal system, so to speak, of like what you want to do. And don't they know at all what they want to do? And when we first got Mando, it seemed like, oh, wow, I think they kind of, this is an interesting kind of story. Like, let's see where they want to go with it. And I don't think they knew what they want, where they wanted to go with it. No. So, yeah, it's just disappointing. So I give I it th- a I think they had Mando's story planned out for two seasons. 
Right. I think they had his specific story planned out for two seasons and yeah, change. Yeah, I think the two seasons. I agree. Yeah. The two seasons and change for his specific story. Yep. Yep. Um, for Grogu, I agree with you. It felt more like them trying to get, it feels more like them trying to merchandise Star Wars again. Yeah. It it does. It feels like adding a small little green creature that you know is going to play into fans' hearts and non-fans' hearts. Uh, it it yeah. the, everyone knows who Grogu slash Baby Yoda is, right? Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone so, <laughs> and so then the Keller and Beck scene from this season, while cool to see, it was it was cool. Yeah. It was nice seeing yeah. Ahmed Best. It's a cool scene. It's well shot. And you get to see the Naboo guard, right? There's a reason they're trying to get him out. I don't think maybe they want to go somewhere with that later and they'll play into it. But in terms of thinking from the beginning, that's how it went down. I agree with you. I don't think it was. I don't think that was planned. I don't think they knew exactly what they wanted to do. I think in another, just like we said at the start of this Mando section recap, it feels like they have a lot of different options where things can go or where they wanted to go with it, and they've kind of been picking and choosing, um, but not with a strong, clear, creative direction right from the outset. Again, yeah. with Mando, with Din Djarin, his whole journey, yes. And I think that's been a success. From right. episode one, season one, through season two, with the two episodes in Book of Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. then with the two ep- first two episodes of season three. So that's two seasons and change. Let's say two and a half seasons, pretty much. That is. Of content, they had that planned out, I think, really well. But I think it blew up, so it the the show blew up in terms of popularity. I think they knew it would be popular. I think maybe it was more popular than they anticipated. Now, they have all these other plans. They they have Ahsoka coming out. They have, you know, we'll obviously probably get another season. We're going to get another season of The Mandalorian. We're getting Skeleton Crew. So now they're adding to it. They're adding to this universe. But now it feels like they're changing things on the fly, maybe. Or figuring it out on the fly, at the very least. And that leads to kind of a lack of direction at some point. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping this doesn't really, this kind of lack of momentum doesn't follow over. I really hope it doesn't carry over to the next season. Uh, but yeah. I am ex- I am excited for Ahsoka. Ahsoka apparently will be all sixty minute episodes. How many was it that were announced? Did you see yeah. that? No, I didn't yeah. see that. Ahsoka. Um, yeah, each one will be. Uh, oh man, I was just I was just seeing it. What was it? Oh man, I forgot forgot exactly what it was. But I'll hear do 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 do. I can't remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw something that each one will be like 60 minutes long, which is nice because all the Star Wars we've been getting has been like it. Sometimes the Mandalorian episodes can range from 35 minutes to 55 minutes and which is fine to use the amount of time that you need to tell your story. Don't go over, um, by any means, but you know, still, uh, here, ah, here we go. Here we go. I just found, I just found it. What do you mean? It doesn't exist. What happened? Oh, maybe it's not. All right, maybe that went away. Well, interesting. But 60-minute episodes, uh, so I'm excited to see. Maybe we'll have more a vague sense of where they're going to go as a whole. Because my idea, and this might just me being optimistic, is that maybe they've left it open in terms of Din and Grogu and everything 
And it is so open, it feels like. It really feels like they did not solidify anything for a season four right now. And they left it open because they have other things happening in both Skeleton Crew and Ahsoka that are going to change the landscape for everything. And that it's actually all going to tie into wherever those shows are going. And if that's the case, then it's going to look very different in season four for Mandalorian. Or or we don't see season four for, Man- of a Mandal- for Mandalorian for a while while they're working on the movie or whatever it may be. Um, I, I'm, I, that's me being optimistic that maybe that's what they need to do. They need to leave it open because they need to make sure they're fitting within this timeline that Dave Filoni is now crafting for his movie. Because if we know that it's all going to come, come to a head, they kind of have to leave things open actually because he can't be in the middle of doing something he can't be in the middle of some important thing and then all of a sudden this movie comes around and they have to kind of drop everything right it's it's harder where you left him now actually leaves him open to being involved wherever you want to use him later yep exactly i I mean i I completely agree with you i mean it's such a blank slate um and and it might be on purpose yeah yeah, and like I said, making this movie, it, it definitely fits. All right, so I want to get into High Republic stuff. But before we do that, uh, the big release today is not Young Jedi Adventures, which is High Republic and very important, but neither of us have watched that, nor do we know if we'll be watching it. But it's Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Now, I have not gotten to watch any of the shorts yet. I'll probably start tomorrow. You've watched a few initial thoughts. Um, overall, initial thoughts are positive. Um, still not happy that they're not canon. I mean, I will never not, I will never not um, be unhappy about that. <laughs> but um, but overall thoughts are positive. Um, similar to the last season, overall thoughts are positive about that too. The overall thoughts are positive about this season of Visions. So far, I would say more positive than the last season of Visions. Um, it's good. It's good. Um, it's, it's good Star Wars, which is just, you know, you never get tired of that. And the animation is gorgeous for every single episode I've seen so far. Gorgeous. All different styles. Um, all very impressive. If you're a fan of animation, then you'll love this. Whether you're a Star Wars fan or not, if you like animation, different styles of animation, love this. Anyone that's interested in animation will love this. And um, I love the 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 international multicultural aspect of it because um, you see them kind of shine in in the actual episodes. It's really cool. It's really really cool. Um, the stories are good. Some I like more than others, which of course we'll get into when when we talk about visions in greater detail. Um, but so far, I I am liking it. It's very positive for me. I am excited because one, I love that we're shining a light on animation, which doesn't get I think it's the yeah. um, the bad end of the stick. And when it comes to just cinema and and yeah. art in general, um, but also. There were a few of the shorts in the first volume that just felt very silly to me. And it was, it was, they were cool to watch, but really just didn't hit at all. Most of them did. Most of them were fantastic. But there were a few that were just way too over the top or way too silly that, and it doesn't seem from, I don't know if you can attest to this with the four that you've watched, 
but it doesn't seem we're getting as many of those. Like we'll get lighthearted stuff, but not necessarily mm-hmm. anything that's as over the top. Yeah. Yeah, I've already watched one that is a lighthearted one. And it's still wonderful. It's not okay. like it's totally goofy, you know. It's it is still a joy to watch. The animation's great, there's humor, the story is good, and it's just it also has a lot of heart too. It's just like, oh, this is this is a sweet story, you know. It's good. It's really good, honestly. I am excited to start tomorrow. All right. So, uh, now I guess we can move into the High Republic stuff. So, we have Path of Vengeance, which is the final novel. It's not the final release of Phase 2 of the High Republic, but it is the final novel coming out. We still have the uh, the manga um, from Daniel yeah. Jose Older that's yes, releasing I'm, at the I'm end of this one. Remind me about that one too. Apparently, it's very important, and it's, I think it's much more tied into everything than uh, than the last Edge of Balance um, novels with Lily Tora Asai. Uh, this apparently is a lot more uh, tied into Dalna and everything that happens there. But we will um, we'll get to that. There are also a couple more comic book releases coming out, and that is. Um, both uh, that's the the last two issues of the adult comic series, and then I believe a couple more issues of the adventures comic series, um, which I don't know if it's as closely tied into everything, but it's it's still releasing. We haven't started Path of Vengeance left. I mean, I'm 30 pages in, but that's not like really really started. But I am excited by it. But I'm not want to really touch on that. We did both just finish Cataclysm. By Lydia Kang, which was the second adult novel in Phase Two, and boy was this a doozy! This, in all the best ways, this was some of the best of the High Republic, and the High Republic has been fantastic across the board. But I thought Cataclysm was some of the best. Uh, what do you think? I thought it was extremely good. It was very, very high quality. Star Wars um and yeah it was just it was very good it um I'd say my expectations were moderately high just because the High Republic has been very good every single book so far has been very good and this exceeded my expectations it is a really 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 good book um it it kind of adds a it you know kind of ties things together with a neat bow um with with um and are are we going into spoilers uh, here yeah, we... i don't see why not all right so I have a spoiler warning spoiler there. warning um but with the exception of martyr row and yarna and, and all that um but it ties every other uh, outside of that it ties things to uh together neatly with the bow and and um you know almost makes me a little sad that we're going to be moving away from these characters too. Ah, oh, man. Back to, which I love both groups of characters. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I can't even say I'm upset that we're going back to, you know, um, back to, uh, Elzar and, and, um, and, uh, you know, and everybody from the first phase. Um, so, but still, 
even so it's just uh it's just like a it's just like a there's just so so much goodness so much so many good things and just nothing but good things to say about cataclysm though it's very good i would say one in terms of the marty yana stuff definitely path of vengeance is going to fulfill that and satiate that desire cataclysm for me was a fantastic uh culmination of obviously not everything because that's what path of vengeance will be but bringing all the characters together from the first part of phase one everything that was happening iram and erino some of the characters that we met in battle of jedda um and expanded upon in battle of jedda all of that it did feel like a big culmination book like everything came together on dalna creighton masters creighton's son and ada forte who were Featured heavily in the Battle of the Jedi book, uh, and of, of course, Creighton was also in Convergence with Gela Natai and Yakin Charo Roy, and of course, we have Ziri Albaran and Fontu Zen, and the Chancellors Grey Lark and Malo, as well as Axel, 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 who you would expect to hate and you can't, and I think that is the sign oh, of I some fantastic that. writing. Uh, yep. Just a, a character that very easily could have been you know either a villain or an antagonist or something that was kind of uh played into the tropes a little bit and also could have been something that was just a highly annoying character and yep. completely opposite broke all those rules all those boundaries all those tropes and was a lovable character that just made mistake after mistake in the hopes of finding out who he is and I love I love that journey. I love that journey. I love the journey of everyone in this book. Um, it's sad. It's a sad book. There are deaths in this book. Uh, it, it it is called Cataclysm for a reason. Everything comes to a head. All roads lead to Dalna, rightfully so. Um, and it's it's I'm very interested to see because I still think there's a lot we need to know what happened. You know, not exactly what happened to the levelers, but we know by the end of this book, Yoda's telling them to keep quiet about the levelers, and, along with Creighton's son, um, which, you know, spells doom anytime, but we see the Jedi being stupid again. Um, yeah, I was going to, and, and sorry to jump in, but what did you, because I just, when they make Yoda do these things with just, oh, don't talk about it, just keep it quiet, and it's like, Yoda, come on, Yoda! Why is it always Yoda? Yoda's so cool, but then he does these things where we just we're brushing things under the rug, and it's like, <laughs> no, that's not what you should do. Goodness, it's very. I, I no, I, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I don't get it. So Cataclysm kind of doesn't really give a reason as to why Yoda is going to keep it quiet, and so I'm not sure what the plan is there. Um, but other than that which isn't really like a story point. I think there's a very particular reason they're doing that and that it was written by Lydia Kang. Other than that, Cataclysm's fantastic. I don't think that's even, that's not even a negative point. That's just me going, God, Yoda, what are you doing? Um, for both of us, I'd say. Yep, yep. He, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I don't know what they're going to do with that. I think Cataclysm was fantastic. I've said that 80 times now. I just think it's such a good book. And I liked it more than Convergence. I know you were really high on Convergence. I liked Convergence quite a bit, but it took me longer. But like you, I'm very sad to say goodbye to these characters. And I did not think I was going to say that a year ago. 
when phase one was coming to an end and we get all these new characters for phase two, they're going back and watch. Oh, I just, I know I'm going to read it, but am I going to care as much? It'll be harder for me to care. And now I care quite a bit. I care quite a bit. And I don't want to say goodbye yet. I don't want to say goodbye yet, but all good things must come to an end, I guess. Um, all right. So we have path of vengeance. You and I hopefully within the next well no, you maybe in within the next two months will be finished. That'll be okay. That means the High Republic will go on farther for you. And in more into the future. And I'll have to just sit here alone with my thoughts without anyone to talk to about it. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know what to... happened there with the audiobook. It's, it's, that doesn't usually yeah. happen. Yeah, it's strange. I think it's happened like once before. I I forgot which book, but where the audiobook came out like a good while later. But usually it's just the same time, at most like a week, you know. But yeah, this time it's like boy, a whole month. So I, I don't know what happened. Um Yeah, I don't know. Um it's it's unfortunate. And I hope it's not a voice actor situation because I don't I don't I'm not as I, I'm not very picky with the voice actors. I'm you know, I would be willing to sacrifice a, fa- a like amazing voice experience with, or the narrators, mind you. They don't, it, though it's kind of same, kind of similar. But in the, at least in this, for the Star Wars books, I'm willing to sacrifice that being a premium experience. The would quality you really? of that, huh? Would you really? Only because not for like a bad, not for like very just poor. Because I, um, I think the narrator for Battle Scars is just I can't listen to. And I would yeah, not want to listen yeah. to this book, which I like really care yeah. about with that narrator. Like all 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 love to whoever did that, and I don't I don't it's like calling <laughs> anyone out. But at the same time, I I could not listen to that. And maybe that was more of a me thing. But I definitely couldn't would not want to listen to him read Path of Vengeance though, which I really care about. Something about the, the the book and the characters and the story and where it's going means a lot. So I would really want to make sure I'm listening to it in the highest quality that I can with everything. It be especially this being the end of phase two. You, you want a proper send off. Um. So however however they're doing it, if they're gonna take a month to come out with the audio version, at least do it right. You know, it. I would hope it's worth it. This this all this time. Know. It is. It's a. It's a meaty book too. This thing's a uh, pretty long. Things over five hundred pages. Okay. Um, yeah. Now it's young adult, so that probably does equal right. out to a regular novel. Um, but still, still, it's quite a bit. Quite a bit of time. Okay. To finish out our High Republic, I will have a High Republic discussion as well as finish out this this podcast episode. This May the Fourth podcast episode. We would be very remiss if we did not talk about probably the biggest thing happening in Star Wars right now, and that is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That you and I have both put quite a bit of hours into already, and I can tell you, even though I have no real frame of reference because I haven't played anything else this year because I just haven't played video games this year, that this is the best damn video game of the year. But again, big asterisk because I haven't played anything else. But you played Hogwarts Legacy, right? Oh, you know, to be fair, yes, I did. Not all the way through, though. I didn't. I didn't finish it. 
but I did play it. So I got I, quite in quite a few hours. So I do have like a, a very good feel of the game and the grasp of the game. So which was also very good. I think this was still better. Um, I think right. this is this takes everything that was great about Fallen Order. And I use the word great on purpose because Fallen Order was fantastic. I think the only thing that really ticked me off was the map. This took everything about Fallen Order and made it better. It's better in every sense. It's bigger. It's grander. It plays better. There's more There's more for you to do from like rumors, side missions, rumors, to uh to shops to to way station like being able to have your own like to recruit people to go to the outpost um to to so many different little things to the stances and the different skills that you can have for cal there are so many different little things that change the map is much improved like it it makes sense now i can read the map it makes so much more sense (laughs) it's so much more cinematic um, I'm thinking of I won't spoil anything, but there's a the the game opens with a Coruscant mission, yep. and I'm just like the escape portion is phenomenal. It's phenomenal, um, and they didn't have anything like that in the first game. Not it didn't it's just not like that fast moving. That was just that smooth. So I am absolutely loving Jedi Survivor, and the reason I put it in this section, besides wanting to leave the best for last is also because this game is set against the backdrop of the High Republic. Like, everything that's happening, is it's not happening during the High Republic because this game takes place five years after the original. Um, so we're still squarely right in the middle of the between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. But everything that's happening, one of the major characters, history, Force artifacts, everything, a lot of it ties into the High Republic. And that just made me so damn excited. And I love I love the decision. I love Lucasfilm pushing out this era to so many different mediums. The Acolyte next year, this with Jedi Survivor, everything we're still getting from the publishing initiative. The High Republic is not just you know, a corner of the galaxy for those who read books. No, the High Republic is Star Wars. And it is a part of everything that will be going forward. So Jedi Survivor has absolutely just blown my mind, and I haven't been this engrossed in a game in a very long time. A very yeah. long time. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I echo all your sentiments. Um, and you're right. I mean, it is it is connected very closely to. It connects to the High Republic. Um, it. Um, it connects to, well, I don't, well, I, how, I'm sorry, how, well, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but depending on where you, are you, well, I'll put it this way. Are you still where you said you were when you? I am still where I said I was. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No, don't, don't spoil it. I (laughs) would love to have played. I have not been home since Monday. I, I won't say anything else. Um, but. And this, and this isn't even a major. I would never like, forgive you. This is <laughs> yeah, you would not forgive me, especially for this. Um, though this isn't like a major plot point in the game, but there, but it's, but it's important for us in what we do and how we have been reading all the books and everything. God damn it! Am uh, I gonna am I gonna be up now for the next three hours playing this game? 
I have to no, go to work no, tomorrow. No, because it's like, not. Because what I'm you telling sure? you isn't isn't even something that lasts that long. Sir, um, um, uh, you just yeah, but you're still getting me to want to play it. Oh. Well, okay, I'll put it this way: if you if you played it, did what you said you were where you said you were, then I would say just play for like ten minutes, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you stopped basically right where the point where I was like, "What?" I was like, <laughs> I'm just like, "That's okay, oh, okay, um, all right." Yeah, I might boot it up after this. Who cares? Yeah, no, by, by all means, because I'm pretty sure you're. Because I don't want to say it, and then you're just like, I didn't know that, so I, I'm trying not to like, you know, do that. But it is it, it definitely connects to what we what we've uh, what we've been reading and everything. It's like wow, like I, and it's like and it's a good and as as you've seen, like it's a good story. It is yeah. a good yeah, story. Yeah, it is. It's a good story. I'm very... And like the... um, And just the aesthetic of like Kobo and the moon. And um, again, not to... I'm not getting into like spoilers or anything, but... um, Just what... Just like the... What's going on with the planet and the moon and just the, the... The visuals. I'm just like, this is... And then the technology, I'm like, this is Star Wars, but it's very, also very High Republic and just had the feel of it. And um, it's really good. It's so good. Yeah. This is very, this is like, this is very top shelves, like Star Wars storytelling. And um, it fits in very well with everything that we've been reading. And, um, and then, like you said, just the Cal Kestis and all the different stance, everything. I love the cross guard stance so much. Oh my god! So it's the two so stances I'm using are the cross guard stance and yep. then the blaster stance. Yep, yep. Uh, well, I've actually been I'm using the blaster stance as well a lot because the blaster is just so useful. Oh yeah, for some of the uh, some of the villains, particularly the boss fights. Um, and how good do the boss fights and the lightsaber combat feel? Oh, so good! The parrying and the follow through, the the realistic motions in terms of like, well, doesn't sound horrible, but like the dismemberment and mutilation when you touch them, like all of it feels true to life, and you really, oh man, it's so satisfying. And like you were saying about the environments, breathtaking, gorgeous Uh, level, like gorgeous level design. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just. And I, I'm, and just the fact that the the um, like te- the like temples or the like high Re- it's literally they call them high republic temples, or like yeah they do call them that yeah they do. In in the game, are they kind of like mirror like Zepho areas in Fallen Order? Um, but that was one of my not like big not like big critiques, but I'm just like I don't really care too much about the Zepho. It was so like mysterious and very kind of, um, you know, very seemed just felt very disconnected from the rest of Star Wars. Um, but now it's like the High Republic stuff, and it's like, oh, this is just this is perfect. This is perfect. This fits perfectly <laughs> with a Cal Kestis journey where he's learning about this history and using his Force sense, um, where he can sense the echoes through the Force. 
to learn about what's happening during this time. And I'm like, this is perfect. This those is, are, this is those are even more improved, I thought, this, this time around also. The forest yeah. matters. I thought they felt the way they were presented and just the feeling of them, they felt more important. Um, you know, it, 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 a lot of the time I get forest echoes in the last game and just listening to them all the time, I wasn't as wasn't as into them. I wasn't as concerned about what was actually happening. And but all the four seconds you come across really play into the area that you're in, um, mm-hmm. more so than anything else. And if you really listen to it, it gives you so much background information on everything. And I like it as a as a concept and as a game mechanic versus a lot of other games. It's finding small little pieces of paper with notes on them and things like that to kind of give you insight into a, into a world's lore and history. And here they do that through these four echoes. And I think it just, it works so well. It works really, really well. Yeah. Um, and have you, have you, um, and this isn't, this isn't a story, story spoiler. So I'm just, but ha- have you played any of the hollow tactics game? Have you gotten that? No, I have Hol- not. Yeah, it's it's in the game. You can you have to save these people, and I I don't even. It was on Kobo. They're on Kobo. I don't remember exactly where. You'd probably have to. Look, you may have to look it up. I don't know, but or you can just explore. But there's these two people you can save on Kobo, and they go back to the saloon, and there's a hollow tactics table on the really? second level, and you can go and I've been playing it every time I boot up the game, because it's so fun. <laughs> See, when you Okay, so you mentioned something to me. This brings up an interesting point. You mentioned something to me a couple days ago, trying to strike that balance between wanting to do everything, but then also wanting to get to the end of the yeah. story and fig- see what happens. Yeah. I am very much in your camp a little bit, okay. in, but leaning towards the latter, where I really kind of want to get to... I want to see everything that happens. Like I want to know the main story. Yeah, because I'm invested in what's going on here with um with all the characters that were intru- the well, the big character that was introduced, but all the other characters that are introduced, all the personalities, our main group, and everything. I'm interested in just seeing where they go and where this ends up. And we know that it's going to be a trilogy, right? We know that we're going to be getting another one after this. So yeah. I want to I want to know I want to know that I want to know that, and uh, I'm. I but I also want to do the other things, uh. But I, yeah. I all the side missions or they call them rumors and everything. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I need to slow myself down as I'm playing and not rush as much though, because I really do want to enjoy it. And I know if I finish the main story, my impetus to go back will have decreased. Um, yeah. and yeah, I don't. I don't want that to happen. So, yeah. trying to take a trying to take a page out of. Say it again. Okay, some of the rumors are the high, are high Republic chambers too, so you learn. More. Yes, yes, I have been having fun fol- like solving those puzzles, though. and then yeah. getting um, kind of you know different force echoes in there as well. Really enjoying that. Very much enjoying that. Oh, all right, sir. Did I did I did I cover everything on this May the Fourth, where we have had so much Star Wars to talk about? Did I miss anything? No, I mean I believe you've covered you've covered just about everything. Um feeling very accomplished. I'm patting myself on the back right now. Yeah. You can't see it, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Pat myself on the back. Yeah. I, I could send you a virtual. No, a virtual. you should. I'm a wait I will be waiting for this now. I just wanted to let you know. 
All right. All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion then on quite a bit of Star Wars topics um, over this past hour. Uh, a little bit less than an hour because there's a little part that's going to be cut out that you won't really realize, and that's okay. Hopefully you won't realize it, and it'll be really seamless, but that's okay. We had some internet issues. But this covers our May the 4th episode. Uh, it's been a ton of fun, as always, and we kind of rapidly went through so many different topics. I know that if we were to sit down with one, we could talk for hours on each one. Um, but we went through a ton of different topics. Uh, we will be back, obviously, for episodes... In the future, we have Path of Vengeance, but that'll probably be later, once Shamari finishes, in a couple months. Uh, we also have Jedi Survivor. We'll definitely do a full game review when we're done. Uh, right? Right? I mean, we make confirmation. Oh, yeah. Good, uh, yeah? Okay, cool. Yes, spoiler-filled uh, review. Yes. Yeah, I want to talk story. I want to talk I want to talk lore. I want to talk history. I want to talk ties to the higher public. I want to talk game in general. Um, uh, we'll definitely, next week, we should be back with our Visions season uh, volume two review as well as our, our countdown of our favorites our top five um and yeah and then of course we have we have more star wars coming out uh soak in a few months uh and we'll we will obviously always keep anyone who listens up to date with whatever we think on whatever comes out uh, but before we sign off completely sir where can people find you what other ships are you working on um, so I will, I have a separate, uh, Star Wars podcast, um, that I do with my younger brother, Kendall called the Imperial broadcast. You can listen to us, um, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you just search new generation podcast network. That's N U generation podcast network. And we're also on YouTube at uh, new generation media. That's N U generation media. Highly recommended to give them a listen as all the shows they make are fantastic. Uh, that has been it for us. We appreciate everybody listening and tuning in, and we will be back next week with some more geeking out over Star Wars. Until then, may the 4th be with you. <laughs>